Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. Thank you, 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 thank you. Awesome. My God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God. Awesome. Awesome. My God. Deliver us. Deliver us. Deliver us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Provider. Provider. My God. Can we just lift up the name of Jesus? My God, can we just lift up the name of Jesus? My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. I don't know about you, but I have so much to be grateful for. Awesome. He can move mountains. Me in the valley, hide me from the rain. My God, my God is awesome. When I'm broken, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise His holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Can we just lift up a hallelujah? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we just praise his holy name? Can we just bless him? My God, you are so awesome. You are so mighty. You are so strong. You are so powerful. There is no circumstance. There is no situation that my God can't fix. There is no sickness that my God can't heal. Can we just lift up the name of Jesus? Can I give you a testimony from that from the other day? Um, Saturday, um, I do a prayer call and a Bible study um, with a group of women in Michigan. And we were on the prayer call and um, it, we were t- we, that week in their Bible study. We had been talking about healing. Right. And um, that Saturday, the Lord, I believe that the Lord heals. Um, that is part of the grace and the call of my life. 
I believe in healing. Um, I will not stand in anything else. And I believe in healing on this side. I believe God heals on this side. He heals on the other side, but I believe he heals on this side as well. My faith stands steadfast for that. Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. I believe that if you believe, bring your sickness to the elders, that we are to anoint you. And when we anoint you with oil, we are to stand steadfast. That is my position. I will not change my position where healing is concerned. And people are like, well, what happens when people get here? I don't know. I don't know all. I trust God to be God, but I know. And so Saturday when I got through, I was just pressed in my spirit to pray for healing. Right. And I was praying. And I said, if there is anybody on here that wants me to stand in faith with them for healing, I would love to stand in faith with you for healing. I just believe God heals. And only two people spoke up. And one woman of God said, yes. And she was adamant. She said, I need you to stand fair. Here's my symptoms. We acknowledge what was real. Here's what's going on. And I need you to stand with me because I know that this is not where my body should look like. Right. And I was like, okay. And so we, I, we took a position of faith. We prayed a prayer. We confessed over her. I could not anoint her with oil. I did not have, I mean, she was in Michigan. I was here, but I, I felt the presence of God yesterday. I was talking to her and I had to talk to her about something else. And she says, do you know, I have not been sick since we prayed. Do you know I have not been sick <laughs> since we prayed? Do you know that I have not been sick since we prayed? And when she um, when she finished, the Lord said her faith, like the when she got finished, she said her her faith made her whole. Her faith was for healing and nothing else. And we just prayed the will of her Father into the earth. Did you hear me? Her faith made her whole. She said, I have not had another dizziness. I have not had another symptom. I have not had another problem. I have not had another issue. I did not take any medicine. I did not change anything up. And the Lord told me when I got through talking to her, he said, her faith made her whole. Her faith made her whole. James 5, 14 says, is, if, is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And that's the will of the father. That's where our, that's where we stood. That is the kind of God we serve. And if healing is for her, it is for us too. So we just lift up the name of Jesus this morning because by Jesus stripes, she was made whole. She was made whole. She said, I have not been dizzy. She said, from the minute the prayer call, she said, I was dizzy. She was sick on the prayer call. I could feel the heaviness on the prayer call. She got out the prayer call. She was like, I am not, I have not felt that way ever since. Her faith, her faith, her press in, her presence to trust. And she said to me, she said, someone would be a fool. That was her exact words to me. Someone would be a fool. Someone would be a fool. Someone would be a fool to not believe that God is not this real and that God can not heal. That is the kind of God we serve. He's not going to live us broken. He's not going to live us sick. Our faith is what made us whole. Um, Jess is on here. I remember when Jess was dealing with issues with her feet and we stood in steadfast in her feet and then she got busy, right? And I'm just being honest. 
she got busy. She stopped worrying. We stopped talking about her feet. Uh, we made sure she had good shoes. We did everything in the natural. But I remember one day she said, do you know, I don't even know when my feet stopped hurting me, her faith, her position. Come on now. I don't know who needed this this morning. Her faith, her position made her whole, like her faith and her position made her whole. Her faith, your faith is what made, makes you whole. Your faith is what makes you heal. It's by your faith. It's by, it's the faith. It's, it's your faith. Your faith has made you whole. When the woman of God when the woman of God, um, when the woman of God pressed into Jesus and we talked about the scripture the other day, I told you the woman of the issue of blood is, is so profound for me because the scripture says she spent all the money that she had. She exalted all the resources. I'm probably sure she tried every natural tactic and method that made sense. Everything the doctors told her to do, she had did. She had been in a position in a place where she had been bleeding for all these years and the blood would not stop. But when the blood came in contact with the blood, when the blood came in contact with the word, when the blood, when, when the blood came in contact with the healer, the healer, my God, when the blood came in contact with the healer, he said to her, he says, your faith, your faith, made you whole or your faith made you well. My God, my God, my God, my God. That means complete restoration. My God, that means complete restoration. That's how powerful her faith, her faith made her. And faith, can I tell you something? Faith has to be unwavering. Faith can't have any room for doubt. That's why we have to press ourselves in the word. That's why we have to press ourselves in the word. The word, it's the word, it's the word, it's the word. Thank you, Arlo. It's the word, like it's the word of God. It's not, it's the word. The remember the other day, John one, the word was there in the beginning. My God, by Jesus stripes, we are healed. It's the word, her faith. And so if you still lack faith, can I tell you something? Don't let the enemy bully you because it seems like it's not working or it's not manifesting. That is the lie he likes to tell. He loves to keep you double-minded. He loves to keep you wavering. He loves to keep you full of doubt because he knows if you're full of doubt, it's like you have holes. <laughs> oh, y'all, this is my little favorite part of the couch. This is why I sit here. I'm trying not to, it, and it's good because it keeps me contained. I can't get up and take off, right? But his, like, it loves to keep you, it loves to keep you in doubt. It loves to keep you it loves to keep you in a position in a place where you you faith, faith leaks out like you have holes right and so then the fullness of the glory does not rise up in your life he loves to make you think the word isn't working but it's working right the word of god is asunder it's chopping it into pieces that's what the scripture tells us in hebrew it's asunder asunder means when the word of god is asunder when it's two-edged sword it's asunder it's dividing it's cutting it into pieces and the word works. The word works. The word works. The word works. And we take our position and faith in the word of God and in who Jesus Christ is. So if Jesus Christ says to us, greater work shall you go and do, right? 
and we're not seeing the manifestation of the greater works of the miracles of the signs of the wonders, then we need to build our faith up, right? Until our faith is hope. just a little bit of faith. We just need to press into faith, right? He told us all you have to have is the faith of a mustard seed, right? All you got to have is some faith, my God. And then ask God to help us when well, my healing hasn't manifested yet. Um, the things I've been believing God hasn't manifested. It just, it does not matter. Keep pressing because his grace is sufficient. There is so much sufficiency in his grace. There is so many ways God longs to sustain us. Even when we are the deepest, darkest places. Remember the song we just got through listening to? Even when we are in the deepest, darkest places, he is there with us. He is covering us in the valley. My God, he has authority over the mountain. My God, these things, it's already positioned and in place. We just take our stance in faith. I told you to make a make a position in Christ Jesus. When I was so sick, I remember the enemy was trying to tell me you are going to die. And I was like, you are nuts because I have not fulfilled my call on this earth yet. I have not preached the gospel throughout the world. You are not going to tell me I'm going to die. You are already dead. My God, there is so much of the, I shut up. Submit to God, resist the devil and he'll flee. Shut up talking to me. You have no right to speak to me about my health. My health does not concern you. Jesus was already bruised for my iniquities. He was already chastised for my peace and by his stripes, I am healed. So you don't even get to speak to me about my health. You don't even get to speak to me about my finances. All the persecution was already taken on the cross and my position is Jesus. Like my position, you gotta, sometimes, like you, if the kingdom of heaven is suffering violent, then the violent, and the scripture says the violent gotta take it by force. You gotta talk trash to him. My God, well, I'm not bold like that. Then be bold in the word of God because it is your faith. It's your position in faith that's gonna make you whole and nothing else. We just stand in agreement and alignment and pray the will of the father in this earth. It's not magic. It's going to take endurance. It's going to take perseverance. It's going to take some patience. It's going to take some long suffering and you're going to have to occupy till he comes. One of the most, probably the most significant things that we do is when the enemy is putting pressure on us, we stop occupying. That we stop occupying. We get so set on the situation. We forget that the word works. And then we stop being about our father's business. No, the sickness is here. And I'm going to be about my father's business. And I know some of you were like, Lakeisha, how do I do that? When I feel this bad, position yourself for healing. Position yourself for healing. Position yourself for healing. Make your house conducive to healing. Put praise and worship. Don't listen to no outside noise. Don't listen. When my husband was in the hospital, if anybody came in our room and it did not line up with the word of God, you had to go. You, you had to go. You had to go. When I am not feeling well, I do not share it with a lot of people because I know where my faith is. You have to go. I Where my faith, you have to go. When I am positioning myself for a miracle, my environment has to become conducive to the miracle. 
My environment, I just said something there. My environment has to be conducive to the miracle. When we see the woman in Luke 7, 19, her environment had to be conducive to the miracle. Yeah, Yara, Jesus' record is perfect. And so I, I am an environment in which I need to see healing. I build my faith so, so big. I build this faith. These walls are impenetrable. I'm anointing my wall. I'm, set, I'm not listening to anything else. I'm letting the whole environment be conducive to healing. I'm not putting anything else in my spirit. I'm not listening because I'm manifesting. People want to talk about manifestation. Manifestation has been here. I'm manifesting a healing through the word of God. I don't need nothing that's going to try to squeeze out my faith. I don't need nothing that's going to try to come from my faith. I don't need nothing that's going to try to come from the truth. I don't need nothing connected to me. I don't need nothing. I don't need nobody around me. I don't need nobody who has... Um, I don't remember when, when, when we read the other day and Jesus was saying the, the young girl was sleep. He said, she's just sleep. He put out everybody that was already, that had already counted her out. My God. So you got to create an environment that's conducive to a miracle. When you want to see the hand of God in your life and you trying to give birth, you got to sterilize the environment. Oh my God. Oh my God. You gotta, you gotta sterilize the environment. You gotta create an atmosphere of worship. You gotta make Jesus the center of it. My God, you gotta create an atmosphere that's set up for a miracle. Do you know how we create an atmosphere that's set up for a miracle? That's through praise. That's through worship. That's through the word of God. He did. He kicked out all the mockers. He kicked out all the negative people. And a lot of times we don't when you struggling in your marriage, marriage, your marriage on the edge, but you don't want to lose your marriage, baby, you ain't got time to be focused on nothing else. You got to create an environment conducive to a miracle. You got to, you got to create, you got to sanctify your bedroom. You got to sanctify your house. My God, you got to create an environment that's conducive, conducive to a miracle. You got to, when you create an environment that's conducive to a miracle, it's says it speaks volumes to God. It says to him, they're not trusting anything else. They're just trusting me. They're not looking to someone else. The scripture says, look to the hill, which cometh my help. Look to the hill, which cometh my help. Look to the hill, which cometh my help, right? Psalms 121 and one, it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. When I'm looking to see the difference of God in my life, when I'm looking to see the power of God in my life, right? We can, when I'm looking to see the manifestation of God, when I'm looking to see the supernatural, then I got to set up an environment that's supernatural. You got to set up a supernatural environment at work. You got to set up a supernatural environment in your car. When you got kids that's not aligning and they struggling in school, you got to make a, you got to set up a, a miracle. You got to set up a miracle that's inconducive to, yeah, Arlo, come on, no other gods, no, you got to set up a miracle. When you want to see God on your business, you got to set up a, a position, a miracle, a place conducive to it. You got to create an environment that's saturated in the presence of God. You got to create it. You got to make it pleasing and, and excite. You got to have the aroma of the Holy Spirit. 
it's not of this world. It's, it's not of this world. You, if you, you got a tough workplace, you need to be driving to work in an environment in your car that's saturated. You can't be, you can't be move, move. You, you got to create an environment because you want to see the hand of God. And it starts with praise and worship and then the word of God and then your obedience. And then the, yes, nay, then your words got to line up. My God, but your words not going to line up if your environment doesn't line up. If, if your environment doesn't line up, if you're not seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven, it will create gaps and it, it is not conducive. You got to And can I tell you something? Somebody say, it hey, don't say it. Don't take all that. I've seen God move without all that. I understand what you're saying. But when you've been in a position and a place where nothing else works, <laughs> when nothing else works, when nothing else works. When nothing else works, because see, we always wait on, I got to get to this praise service or I got to get to this prophetic conference. If my miracle was predicated on a person at a prophetic conference, I'm going to be in trouble, right? What if I couldn't get to the conference when the man was sick and he laid by the pool and he was waiting on the angel because the angel would stir the pool up one time a year, just find that scripture. And he was waiting by the pool and Jesus asked him, he said, are you not going to get in? And he said, I have no Body to put him me in. I have no body to put me in. For years he had laid in a position. For years he had laid in a situation. For years he had laid an environment sick and wasting away and not tapping into the purpose because he was waiting on somebody else to put him in. And Jesus, I'm sure Jesus paused for a minute because the next thing he says. Pick up your bed and walk. And I hear the Holy Spirit saying to us today, pick up your bed and walk. Pick up your bed and walk. Take up your bed and walk. And how we take up our bed and walk is we take it up in faith. We press in. We come become present to the things of God. We push ourselves in the environment. We lift up the name of Jesus. We glorify. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. So when you are looking for the hand of God to move, to do something hasn't broken yet, something hasn't changed yet, set the tone, set the environment, make it conducive to a miracle. Many of you might not know my son Josiah's testimony, but I've told it all in all again. And he took his position about five years ago that he was going to walk in total health and healing. And he has a list of allergies, right? And he has asthma and all this. We have not had an asthma pump or anything five or six years. It does not mean that the enemy has not attacked. It does not mean that the enemy has not come for him. But the minute he sees something set in his little 15 year old self, sets the environment conducive to the miracle. He goes and gets his word. He goes and grabs a shower. He sits that Bible on his lap. He starts praying in the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you something? I didn't teach him that. He taught me that. He set that word in there. He sets the environment. He gets close to his mama and he stands steadfast in his healing and he will not move and he stays in position until the healing manifests. And can I tell you something? Usually on the third day, <laughs> I'm not playing. Usually on the third day, it has not been, it has not, not happened yet. 
usually on the third day that he has been in position, that he has been laying in wait for his miracle, his lungs cleared up, clear up, the allergy goes away, the symptom goes away, and he can breathe again. Usually on the third day, he begins to see and experience the power of God. So yeah, we got to stay in position. Yeah, we got to make our environments conducive to see some of it's can I tell you this? I don't even know how I got there. It is so easy to revert to the flesh, right? Because the flesh is natural. The flesh makes sense. It is not as easy to revert to the spirit, right? Because mo nobody taught us the spirit supersedes the flesh, right? So 1 Corinthians 2 and 14 says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit but God, of God, but considers those things to be foolish, right? We don't accept the things that come from the spirit of God because we consider those things to be foolish. Those things don't make sense. That's the natural man, right? But God considers the natural things foolish. God considers the natural things foolish, right? God considers the natural thing foolish. This thing that we're doing has to be discerned through the spirit of God, <laughs> has to be discerned through the spirit of God. And so we take our position, <laughs> we take our position in healing. We take our position. We take our, it's our faith that changes the circumstance and the situation. So when I want to see my environment change, when I want to see my marriage change, when I'm so, I want to see my children change, then I set my environment conducive to what I want to see manifest, to what I, I, I set my business conducive to what I want to see manifest. And that's to the miracle of Christ. My God, there's a word. I said, it's got to be conducive to a miracle. My God, I thank you for this word. My God, I thank you for this word. It's got to be conducive. I got to change. I cannot continue to operate in the same way, expecting different results. That's insanity. That is crazy for me to keep doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that it's going to manifest something different. It's going to manifest the same exact thing. But oh, when I try Jesus. But oh, when I try Jesus, but oh, when Jesus, when faith comes in, when faith comes in, when faith comes in, when I set my environment conducive to a miracle, when I, when I start switching the game up, when I start saying, I'm not going to let my flesh lead my, I don't know who this is for. I'm not going to let my flesh lead my business. Not another day. I'm not going to let my flesh, I'm not going to let this be led by the flesh. Lord, I'm going to dedicate this business to you. I'm going to give this business to you. You gave me this business. You gave me this idea. I'm going to give you this business. I'm going to let this business be led by you, Lord God. Now show me how to operate in your business, right? When I try Jesus, when I put Jesus first, when I make this decision that Jesus is going to lead this thing, that I'm going to ask him, I'm going to consult with him, that he becomes my CEO. I'm going to see the power and the evidence of God. When I put Jesus in my marriage, when I make a decision, I'm not going to operate in this marriage the way that I've been operating in this marriage. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to continue to operate in this marriage the way that I've been operating this marriage. It has not worked. My marriage is on the brink of failure. Remember the scripture tells us, come on now. I got something else I want to give you. I'm going to give it to you too. Remember the, the, the scripture in Galatians tells us a life in the flesh 
produces what? Death, right? A life. So if my marriage is dying, my God, if my marriage is dying, if my marriage is on the brink of death, then it must be in the flesh and not in the spirit because the spirit produces life. Lord, thank you for your revelation today. Jesus, thank you for your presence today. Thank you for your holiness today. Thank you for sanctifying marriages today. Thank you for sanctifying businesses today. Thank you for the revelation for our business. Thank you for the, so if my marriage, can, can we see this? Can we see this? If my marriage is dying, if my marriage is dying, if my marriage is in a position in a place where there is no resurrecting power on my marriage, can we just be real for a second? If it looks like there's a shift in my marriage, if there looks like there's a circumstance, there's a season in my marriage, then something in my marriage is producing. So I say, this is Galatians 5, 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are just the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. <sighs> your marriage is in trouble because the enemy is fighting it because he doesn't want marriages of God. He does not want your marriage to work, right? He said, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not un under the obligation of the law. You are not under the, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts, anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Anytime I'm in my flesh, the opportunity for these to manifest in my marriage, the opportunity for these to manifest in my business, the opportunity to, for these to manifest with raising my kids will become evident. Before that, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the Holy Spirit. And how do we get the Holy Spirit? We get the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then there's no law against these things. There's no enemy that can prevail against those things. When the fruit of the spirit is evident, when the spirit is in our marriage, my God, when the spirit is evident in raising our children, some of us have raised our kids. Okay, Holy Spirit told me don't touch that today. So those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So I'm going to nail my selfishness to the cross. I'm going to nail impurity to the cross. I'm going I'm to I'm nail dissension to the cross. I'm going to nail these. Up. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit spirits leading in every part of our lives. So I need Jesus in my marriage. I need Jesus in my business. If I want to set up a fail proof business, not foolproof or foolproof, but I want to set up a fail proof business, then I need Jesus in my business. If, if I need want to set up a fail proof marriage, I need Jesus in my marriage. Since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirits leading in every part of our lives. Let us not be conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. My God, that's it. My God, that's it. That that's it. That's it. That wasn't even the intention. 
My God, that's it. That wasn't even the intention of where I was going. I got to share something else this morning too, because the Lord told me someone needed what I'm about to share, but that is it right there. That's how we fail. We put Jesus in it and we haven't put, we haven't spent enough time putting Jesus in it. We haven't spent enough time letting being led by the spirit. We scrape just the top of it and we, we get excited. Oh my gosh, the Lord is blessing me. No, it's deeper than that. Because if you think it's, if you think it's just about the Lord blessing you, there'll be holes in it. And then the glory is going to seep out, right? Because we are not blessed so we can be blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. So if the Lord is blessing me and I'm not showering those blessings on someone else, then there's holes in it. <laughs> there's a leak somewhere. There's a leak. There's a leak somewhere. I'm the, the blessings are not for me. When I think the blessings are about me, I've missed it. And then there's a hole in it somewhere. And then there's something that's going to leak out. My God, what a word. So I want to challenge you in this today. Put Jesus in it. Put Jesus in it. You got to put Jesus in it. Jesus got to be in it. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. My God, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. We that, that's it. That's what we got to do. So I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to give you a few scriptures. I don't know who this is for, but the, I need to drop a few things before we get out of here. And I ain't got long. I ain't got, I ain't got long. But I wanted to encourage somebody this morning. The words, the Lord started giving me a word about there is a cloud of witness. There are always people that go before you. And sometimes you can become so discouraged. You can become so consumed. You can be so overwhelmed by what's going on around you. But there is always a cloud of witness that goes before you. And what I mean by there's a, always a cloud of witness, there is always someone else that fights the good fight of faith or has fought the good fight of faith before you. And so a lot of times we don't receive the fullness of what God is saying to us because we don't understand how to apply it to our life. And somebody needed to, to, to be encouraged today that you can do this. Like that's all I heard the Lord saying is you can do this. You can do this. You can walk in this. You can achieve this. This can happen. The enemy has been beating you up to make you think that you can't do the impossible, that you can't do what God has required of you, that it's too much. There's no, and there's always a great cloud of witnesses that has gone before you. There is always someone that has already gone. There is always a testimony. There is always an uplift in the word. That is why the enemy doesn't want you to focus on the word. You know, I used to go to church and not understand the role of the pastor and the prophet and the man and woman of God, but they were sent to be the great cloud of witness, right? You can do this. I don't know who this is for, but you can do this. And I'm going to give you some scriptures just to help you so that you can do this. The Lord told me, he said, there's somebody on here that's going to need this word of encouragement. So I want to give you this Hebrews one and one, three. This was God's final word about his son. It says in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. So the word of the Lord today is you can do this. He is speaking this to you. This is by his son. And I'm going to back this up in scripture. You can do this. You can achieve this. You can walk in the fullness of what God is calling you to do. There has always already been a great cloud of witness go before you. You are not in this by yourself. 
right? You are not taking new territory by yourself. You're not on there. There's always a great cloud of witness. There's always people that have gone before you. There's always people that's got stories like yours. There are already people who have overcome their marriage. There are already people who have overcome their business. There are already people that are already walking in the story. So you can do this. You are not limited by what you see. You are not limited by what you see. So he says here, he said he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things. I think this is where we've been missing this, that we didn't realize. Yeah, you're not in this by yourself, that you, we didn't realize that Jesus had all things have been spoken through Jesus. We don't take the power of the resurrection enough. We don't understand the power of the resurrection. So he said he made he's appointed heir of all things. Remember, if 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 Jesus is already appointed heir of all things, so are we. I ain't got but a few more minutes on this. If Jesus is already pointed heir of all things, so are we because we are joint heirs in Christ Jesus. When we accept Jesus Christ, we got the same power. My God, can somebody say this today? I got the same power, but my power comes in to, in through Christ Jesus. My power doesn't come through myself. My power comes through recognizing and understanding that the strength that I need for the circumstance, that the strength that I need for the situation, that the strength that I need to walk away, that the strength that I need to come to, all the strength that I need is going to be found in Jesus. All the strength that I need is going to be found in Jesus. All the strength that I need is going to be found in Jesus. It's going to be found where I end and Jesus comes alive, which came when I accepted Jesus Christ. So he said, he said, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. That's a word for somebody. You are going to be sustained by God's powerful word and nothing else. You don't need nothing else to sustain you. You don't need nothing else to buy the house. You don't need nothing else to sustain you. You are going to be sustained by God's powerful word. After he had provided purification for his sins, he sat at the right hand of the majesty. And so there is somebody that has already gone before you. There is some, there is someone, it's, it's somebody that's already, Jesus has already gone before you. Jesus has already worked this out. Jesus has already did this before you. Let me give you a little bit more. Jesus, this is Hebrews 12, one, three. See, so we always be looking for the approval or the proof. Here is the proof. Here's the proof. Um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let us deal with every lie that has been telling us we can't do this. And if a lie presents itself and tells you you cannot do this, this is impossible. Strip it down. Strip it down. If you if you know God has already positioned you to do something, strip it down. If you know God has already given you the authority in your marriage, strip it down. If you know God has already given you the authority for the business, strip it down. If you know God has already given you the authority for your purpose, strip it down. Strip down everything that exalts itself, every bit of doubt, every bit of fear, every bit of worry. We got to strip it down. We got to strip it down. So it says strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. We got to deal with the sin. We can't avoid the sin. We got to go on and repent. We got to ask the Lord to help us. We cannot, we cannot be in unforgiveness and we cannot be out of faith. Right? He said, and then let us run this race with the endurance, the race that God has set before us. We do this. 
I need you to hear me in this. Yeah, we got to strip it down. We got to anything. We got to cast down the wicked imaginations. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, we got to deal with it immediately. We can't let it sit there long enough. We can't afford to let doubt come in. That's why we got to saturate our environment conducive to a miracle. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. This is a divine setup today. The the beginning of this was not connected to the end of this. God gave me the beginning of this and he pulled it right into this. This was just a divine setup. He said, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. You can do this, but you're going to have to keep your eyes on Jesus. My God, there is already a great cloud of witnesses that goes before you. This is your word today. Whoever, whoever, whoever it was that was looking, that been saying, I can't do this. I can't do this, Lord. I can't do this. I don't have the power to strength. You don't have the power and the strength to do this, but your power and your strength is in Jesus. And there has already been a great cloud of witnesses that has gone before you. Jesus has already gone to, gone to the cross. You can bear whatever this situation is. His grace is going to be sufficient for you in this, in this, his grace is sufficient for you in times of trouble. He said, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. He already dealt with the shame. Now he is seated in a place of honor besides God's throne. My God, Jesus is already seated. I said, think of all the hostility endured from sinful people, and then you won't be weary and give it up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Think of everything that he already did for you. Think of it. When your thoughts start going to negativity, no, Jesus Christ already died on the cross for this. When your thoughts start going to worry, no, Jesus Christ already died to the cross. When your thoughts start going to anxiety, no, Jesus Christ already died on the cross for this. That, and after all, you have not yet given your lives in struggle against sin. And have, have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplined those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. My God, whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by the father, if God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. My God. So even when we go on through something, even when we're overwhelmed, we consume. Remember our father is in heaven, right? Remember our father. Remember what God will sustain you. I need to give you one more thing. I got to go. 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 I got to give you one more thing and I got to go. So if you thought you couldn't do this, you can do this. There's a great cloud of witnesses that has gone before you. Let me give you this last little bit of encouragement and then we're out. And I need to give you this and I need to read it this way because we always break this scripture up, but there is so much in this scripture. Thank you. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stay true to the Lord. I love you and long to see you, dear friends, for you are my joy and the crown I receive for my work. So for those of you who have said you are out of power, you are out of strength, you are out of my good. I'm happy. I'm glad you out of all that you thought you needed to do this. I'm glad because I know that if you are out now, God's resurrecting power can manifest in your life. Now God's power can be evident in your life. I'm glad you out of solutions. I'm, gl- I'm glad you out of tricks. I'm glad you out of it because now God's resurrecting power can manifest it in your life. The supernatural grace, the favor that you want to see comes in when we run out.
So it says, now I appeal to you, Adia, and, and please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement, right? Deal with any forgiveness. And I ask you, my, my true partner, to help these two women. He goes on. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considering and all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. This is it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. This is Philippians 4. Can tell God what you need and thank him for all he done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. God's peace, right? I, and now, dear brothers and sisters, all of this goes together. Fix the final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice, practice, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Put into practice all we've learned, put into practice all we've learned. God has been teaching us on this devotional. It's time for us to start putting into practice all we have learned. He says, how I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you have always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. And he starts saying, not, not, not that I was ever in need for I've learned how to be content, learn how to be content in season, out of season. Well, whatever I have, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it was with a full stomach or empty with a plenty for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Even so, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. As you know, Philippians were the one. And he goes on. This is what I love. So he's talking to them about help. And he says, at the moment, I have all I need and more. I'm generously supplied with the gifts. And then he blesses them. They are sweet smelling sacrifice. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his riches and glorious, which have been given unto us in Christ Jesus. This same God that takes, so you got it. So whoever's been telling you, you cannot do it. The same God that takes care of me. I'm your cloud of witness. The same God that sustained your grandmother. The same God that had other businesses succeed. The same God that had other marriages succeed. The same God that helped other people fulfill their purpose is the same God that's going to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. <laughs> My God. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you in your spirit. The same God. My God, that was Philippians 4. That was a crash course, right? So you have people that have already gone before you. Jesus Christ has already gone before you. You can do this. Somebody needed that today. Somebody needed to be encouraged in that today. You can do this. You can, you can get the strength to walk away if you need to, and you can get the strength to go to whatever God is calling you to. If he's telling you to walk away, if he's calling you to whatever God is saying, the same God that is strength and bless and take care of me and bless your grandmother and took care of your grandmother and took care of everybody else is the same God that is going to take care of you. You just got to keep your eyes on Jesus, my God. And he's going to supply every need. He's going to take care of you. If you keep your eyes focused on him, you're going to get the peace. You won't be pulled out of your peace. That's it. Does anybody need Jesus? You can do this. 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 You can make this step. You can do this. I don't know who this word was for, but you can do this. The enemy has been lying to you. You can do this. You got this. And the reason that you got this is because you're going to keep your eyes on Jesus and he's going to walk it out with you in every step. He's going to walk it out with you in every step. He's going to be with you all the way. 
My God, the same God that takes care of me, the same God that takes a Jackie, the same God that did it before. My God, the same God is going before you. Father God, we thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people today. May your grace and peace be upon their life today. May the power of the Holy Spirit be evident in their life today. And if there is any one person who has not accepted Jesus Christ, all you got to do is first acknowledge that you are a sinner. Father God, please forgive me for my sins. And then believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Father God, I know that you died for my sins. Come take away from my sins. And then ask him to become Lord and Savior in your life. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you. And guess what the Holy Spirit will do? He will help you. Ladies, tonight, ladies, Bible study. See you in the place. <laughs> See you in the place. If it, anyway, can I connect to this ministry? LakeishaMJohnson.com. My God, would you consider partnering with us? Would you just pause for a second and ask the Lord, am I supposed to partner with this ministry? And if God says yes, Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. So you see, pay your tithes or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ ministry. But don't miss this moment. My God, go ahead and partner with us. This is how we continue to get the gospel out. This is how we continue to feed the streets. This is how we continue to take care of the homeless. I love you. God loves you. God loves you more than anything. I see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Some of y'all, I see it. Ladies, Bible study tonight. I cancel every assignment of the enemy that has made you think that you were in lack. My God, that has had you in doubt and fear, making you think you cannot do it. I drive it back to the force of hell from which it came. I thank you, Lord God, that they will be overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. In Jesus name, amen. Love y'all so much. Love, peace, and blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.